Coming up on today's Locked On Dodgers, we are talking wild card game, a couple injury updates, a couple of roster decisions that still need to be made, and just general outlook on what the wild card game against Cardinals is going to look like. So make sure to keep it Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join us every week to get in on the action. This is the daily podcast covering the World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Vince Samperio, Chavez Ravine Fiends, here with Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential. Jeff, uh, depending on when you're watching this, the Dodgers either play tomorrow or they play today, and the season is on the line. Yeah, it is. This is the first time uh, since we went to YouTube full-time that we jumped in on a live episode, so this should be fun. And yeah, you know, right now as we're recording this, we're about, uh, what, 20 hours away from, a little less than 20 hours away from first pitch, and Dodgers never been in a wild card game before, and uh, it's a little bit nerve-wracking. It's definitely nerve-wracking, but reasons to feel confident, reasons to feel good, and there was generally some feel good to a certain extent um, coming out of Dodger Stadium on Tuesday. Just a quick, if you're an MLB fan, the Red Sox defeated the Yankees pretty easily in Boston. So that's a good sign that the home team won. Uh, The Dodgers are the home team, so maybe that's a little bit of benefit for the Dodgers side. In terms of coming out of the workouts at Dodger Stadium, Max Muncy, Clayton Kershaw, both of them do not need surgery. Clayton Kershaw ruled out for the entire postseason. Max Muncy still TBD, depending how deep the Dodgers go and how he feels. Uh, Max Muncy said that he dislocated his elbow, that it popped back in. Uh, but basically, he felt that he didn't have an arm there. And, and we could see him screaming in pain that day. Clayton Kershaw, they didn't get to, he didn't get to talk this time, but we kind of knew that he wasn't going to come and pitch in October. Uh, but it's a good sign that he doesn't need Tommy John surgery. So I guess... Good news on surgery front, not so great news for the prospects of October. Yeah, considering what we already knew or suspected about both of their injuries, it's about as good as the news possibly could have been. Uh, neither of them need surgery at this point. And uh, yeah, I mean, Muncie, we could see on the slow-mo replay, his arm bent backwards. So uh, yeah, I mean, a dislocated elbow is kind of the best possible scenario because the only other way your, your arm bends that way is if something's broken. So, uh, you know, who knows what kind of damage there is. The fact that he doesn't need, that it didn't tear his UCL doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be ready any quicker. I'm still not expecting him at all for the postseason. But, uh, you know, on the Kershaw front, no Tommy John means hopefully, you know, Kershaw back next year. And, and that's uh, after my soliloquy on the on the podcast the other day, you know, about Kershaw. That's about as good a news as we could have gotten. Yeah, great news on, on, like I said, both ends in terms of surgery and long-term prospects. Uh, but when it comes to October, which generally leaves the main question that maybe we should start off with here. And first base, who's going to play there? 
Uh, I know there was a lot of names thrown out by Dave Roberts, a couple that I don't believe are serious at all, just making, you know, keeping the Cardinals on their toes, I would imagine. Uh, that name being Billy McKinney being mentioned as a possible option at first base. Uh, he was there working now, so was Steven Souza Jr., but regardless of, of all those other extra names that, there, that are there, it's probably going to come down to Matt Beatty, Cody Bellinger, Albert Pujols playing at first base. Jeff, who do you think we're going to see tomorrow? Yeah, I definitely think they're going to go with a major league baseball player, not Billy McKinney. Um, you know, I, although, you know, we'll talk in a minute about the roster, but it does sound like McKinney has a pretty darn good shot of being on the roster for this game, along with almost everybody else who's gotten in at bat for the Dodgers this year, who's still in the organization. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's got to be either Beatty or Bellinger. Uh, I really don't see Pujols getting the start here. Uh, even even if it was a left-handed starter, I'd still tend against Pujols. But with, with Wainwright pitching, I know they had Pujols start against Wainwright uh, in St. Louis uh, last month. But uh, this game matters, <laughs> and uh, they're they're not going to have Albert Pujols start at first base. Pujols' entire value to the Dodgers on the field comes from picking their spots with him, and so it's got to be either Belly or Beatty. And I can make a pretty strong case for either one and a pretty strong case against either one. Uh, and so it's hard to know what they're going to do. Uh, you know, if Bellinger, the, even the possibility of Bellinger at first base depends on them feeling comfortable with Gavin Lux in center field, probably. And uh, I, I don't know if they do. I don't know how Lux is feeling. He, uh, you know, he still is probably still feeling some effects from running into the wall. And he, you know, throwing him out in center field in a win or go home kind of game might be a little nerve wracking for them. But uh, if I had to put money on it, I'd guess uh, Bellinger starting at first, but uh, Beatty wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Beatty wouldn't shock, but just from what we've seen, from what we kind of know about Matt Beatty and and even a direct quote from Dave Roberts saying that he's better, you know, option late in the game coming off the bench to bat rather than being in the field. He'd call them, you know, said he wasn't a defender. Um, you know, Chris Taylor might get, maybe could play center field as well. So if they're not comfortable with Lux, they can throw Taylor out there and, and wouldn't lose too much defensively. He's a little bit with, with Bellinger having to come into the infield, but not as much. I think the, the way they the roster is constructed right now, I think Bellinger at first base and Taylor in center field is probably their best option defensively. It might not necessarily be their best option offensively, but in a game like this with you're hoping everyone else gets going, you're hoping Trey Turner, Justin Turner has been, been looking good lately, you know, Mookie Betts. AJ Pollock, you're hoping he doesn't remember it's October and thinks it's still September. You're hoping those guys can get you enough offense to where the bottom of the lineup can maybe provide you the little bit of defense that you need. And you know, hey, maybe Cody Bellinger runs into one. He's not going to be facing big velocity, which is a good sign a little bit. And, and you know, Wainwright doesn't have a, like a dirty wipeout slider. It's a curveball, which Cody could theoretically run into. And then same with Taylor, no high velocity, no dirty slider. Theoretically, he could run into one as well. So it, I think it's going to be that, assuming Chris Taylor's healthy everything we've seen he was out there working out seems like he is uh and then they just have a deep bench of options to throw at the cardinals late in the game depending on matchup yeah and i think uh, you know i I don't necessarily disagree with anything you said although the Beatty defense comments from roberts i feel like those probably yeah more for the outfield you know first base defense isn't as important and i think Beatty is probably better defensively at first base than he is in the outfield so you know it's really going to come down to how much defense do we want how much offense do we want and you know even then it's like well Beatty did have three hits on sunday after he had to come into the game 
uh, all three against lefties, surprisingly. Uh, and so, you know, he, he made his case for sure. Uh, but I don't know that, uh, I, I think if, if you put belly and Beatty each there a hundred times, I think belly has as good an offensive game as Beatty, you know, 47 of those hundred times. I, I don't know. I, I don't think the offensive gap is that different e- even with, uh, with how much Bellinger has struggled this year. Yeah, I'd agree there, and that's why I think they'll probably go with a little bit more defensive. You know, even though first base defense is not as important, Cody Bellinger is a little bit better, a little bit more athletic over there. You know, handled it a lo- just handles it handles first base a little bit differently. Could probably be a first a Gold Glove defender over there if he got to play there. So, I think that's how to roll out. We'll have to wait and see how it plays out, obviously. But uh, you know, either way, if the offense scores runs, Max Scherzer does what he needs to do. It, it might not really matter at the end of the day, and then they'll have to worry and think about more and they, if they move into the next series. Um, speaking of moving into the next series, we're going to move into the next segment. But after we talk a little bit about Spotify Green Room, episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room, the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Spotify Green Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about MLB, Dodgers, or whatever you want. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and big news or rumors. We have a room almost every week, uh, not so much these days, but we, we, we might host a room this week to if the Dodgers win and maybe we get excited. Uh, so be sure to join us when we host a room. Go download the free Green Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join the MLB group for latest league updates. Follow Jeff at Snydog to be notified if we do a live room. We can't wait to see you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. You, If you uh, you know, you want to talk about it, you can also bet about baseball, but you can also bet on football because Bet Online is back and better than ever as all eyes turn to the gridiron uh, with a lot of baseball teams not playing in October. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. They've got a new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. From football, baseball, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we're back, and we want to thank you once again for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen every day. A reminder, we are free and available on all platforms, whether it's audio, podcast form, or video on YouTube. So make sure to check us out. Uh, Right now we are live on YouTube for those of you that are watching maybe the next morning or listening in your ears. We did go live, and we're live right now. All right, Jeff, so Max Scherzer getting the start. We know that. He had a couple fun quotes, I guess, here and there. On um, just the the playoff format, maybe we'll talk a little bit about, the, about this. Uh, I know you talked about it a little bit with with Lucas yesterday from Locked On Cardinals, but he says he doesn't mind the playoff format. You got to win your division. If you don't win your division, basically tough luck. And he uh, used the quote made famous by a League of Their Own, where there's no crying in baseball. So your thoughts on on Scherzer's thoughts? Uh, basically, I agree with him. You know, we've been I like Lucas and I talked about yesterday. Uh, 
we, the Dodgers have been the beneficiaries of this all along. We've watched other teams have to beat each other up in a wild card game for the chance to play against the Dodgers. And, and that's the value of winning your division, you know? And so uh, I, I think the system is going to change because it was going to change anyway. Uh, be, because with the new CBA, we know the league wants more playoffs, expanded playoffs. That's going to change somehow anyway. Uh, but, but I, I, I like this, you know, and it's it's kind of I think this is motivation for the Dodgers in future years to say, you know what, we, we got to win this division. We don't want to play in that stupid wild card game again. And uh, hopefully they come out and, you know, the, the the fact is they are a better team than the Cardinals. And so hopefully that shows uh, on Wednesday. Uh, but but yeah, I, I basically agree with Scherzer that the way it's set up, it's it's the same rules for everyone. It kind of goes back to people whining about, you know, Mickey Mouse ring, all that stuff. Dodgers can't win in a full season. It's like, it was the same season for everybody. Everybody played by the same rules. Dodgers won. It's a legit championship. Same thing here. Everybody played by the same rules and the Dodgers finished in second in their division. So they're playing a wild card game and, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. You knew the rules going into the season. I don't have a big issue with it. Obviously, you know, it, it would not really benefit us to, to sit and talk, even if we didn't agree with it, because most likely it's going to change here with the next CBA. They'll probably add at least one more team in, in both divisions. And then that number one overall seed may benefit from a, from a buy or something to that extent. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, Max Scherzer getting the start. Dave Roberts did say that Walker Bueller will not be on the postseason roster or not be on the wild card game roster. Julio Diaz will be on the roster and could be a potential guy that they use out of the pen. Now, we saw Julio come out of the pen in two big games last year. Dave Roberts also mentioned that he would be slated to start a game two in San Francisco if they happen to advance. So is the Julio thing more of smoke or more of an emergency? I guess more, more not so much smoke. I think is it more of an emergency play or is it a, you know, he's going to pitch play? Uh, I hope it's more of an emergency thing. Uh, I am strongly against the idea of Julio pitching in this game tomorrow. Uh, the Dodgers only have three and a half starting pitchers right now, and you're going to need all three and a half of them in in the division series or at least in the championship series, you know. And so it doesn't make sense to me for it to use the guy who's supposed to start the second game of the division series unless you absolutely have to. I understand it would be a throw day anyway, blah, 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 blah. Um, but Julio hasn't come in in relief in 11 and a half months. The World Series game six is the last time Julio pitched in relief. The Dodgers have a very good bullpen of guys who have done this all year. So unless Scherzer gets knocked out early, you know, by injury or something uh, or even ineffectiveness, you know, but it's still a tight game. Uh, you know, if Scherzer goes five or six innings even. There, I don't see any reason why they would need to use Julio. And my biggest worry, you know, I, I am, I, I believe in Dave Roberts more than a lot of people do. Uh, but one time that I really do believe he blew it was Game Five of the 2019 NLDS. And what happened was, Roberts said, "Who should I use? My rested bullpen guys who are used to pitching in relief, or this starter?" who I've said is available. And so I feel like I need to use him. He went with Kershaw and it backfired. You know, they had eight rested relievers to get five, to get six outs in that game, seven outs. Uh, and instead they went with a starter. And that's my biggest worry is that they're going to say, well, we said Julio was available, so we probably ought to use him because no, I, I let Scherzer get you your six innings and then go with some combination. You know, we'll, we'll talk in a second about who's going to be on the roster, but you know, we know for sure you're going to have, you know, let's just jump into that talk right now, Vince, because it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, 
you know, they, they floated the idea that they might only have 10 pitchers on the roster, which would mean 16 position players, which basically means literally every position player who's not currently hurt, who's still in the organization and isn't named Zach Rex or Sheldon Noisy will be on the roster. You know, the Steven Souza, Luke Rayleigh, Billy McKinney, and Zach McKinstry, all the all these guys who finished the season in the minors have a good chance. If there's 16 position players, all of them are going to be on the roster. The The bigger question is, if they go with 10, who is it? Because there's nine locks. You know, you got Scherzer and Julio, Gonsolin, who I assume they would keep on the roster, even though he's a starter, you know, but he's a guy who's available for long relief uh, as the as the fourth starter in the division series. Then you've got the relievers, Kenley, Trinan, Bickford, Kelly, Vessia, and Knievel all seem like locks to me. Well, that's nine pitchers right there. And so then you've got six guys up for that last spot. You've got Bruce Dargratterall, David Price, Justin Brule, Andre Jackson, Evan Phillips, and Mitch White. Those six guys battling for the one spot. And uh, But whoever it is, like even just the, the locks I mentioned, if, if Scherzer has a Scherzer-like start and goes six-ish innings, there's no reason that you should need Julio with those other names. Yeah, I'm on board with Julio being, I think it's an emergency. I don't think Dave Roberts feels inclined to use him. I feel like it's one of those, hey, if we need to end up using him, if Scherzer somehow doesn't get out of fourth, the fourth, when we need a bridge to get to those later guys, I'd rather see Julio out there than some of these other guys, which, you know, at that point, if Scherzer's out that early, unless it's injury, uh, you're probably in a bad spot anyway, so you, you might need some, you know, you're playing for your life at that point. Um, in terms of the bullpen, you know, one thing looking at the Cardinals is you if you, you just name their best hitters or the, the ones that you at least remember, you know, you got Goldschmidt, you got Arenado, you got O'Neill, you got, I think, you know, even Bader and Yachty who can hit at, at times. They're all right-handed. So you, you don't really need you know, a guy like David Price, Justin Brule probably, because you're not going to re- really need a left-handed specialist. And those guys don't dominate against right-handed pitching. Uh, so, you know, one of the righties probably makes it. Gratterall, is that, you know, if he's if – he's, outings especially lately doesn't give too much confidence off but he's been there before he's been in october before uh so that that's probably one of the guys that that heads up that last spot um you know phillips as well and mitch white just they're kind of in the same boat where one of them gives you a little bit more length but they can both give you length in gen in, in theory because phillips has gone multiple innings before this year so i i don't know if you know i know they hinted at 10 i think they might end up taking 11 just just because uh just just you know they, they're not, theoretically they're not going to need to use that many pinch hitters, you would hope if Scherzer goes six, you know, really only need pinch hitters for the last three innings. And unless you're batting around a bunch of times, which means some guys might bat twice in the same inning, so you wouldn't need two pinch hitters. So I think I think the bullpen's pretty set, and then I think it'll be Gratterall or Phillips there for the last spot, and they'll be ready to go. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the, uh, the, the Cardinals offense, and the, the two guys you didn't mention – Tom Edmond and Dylan Carlson, they're both switch hitters. So yeah, there's really no need for for very nobody's going to make this roster because they're left-handed. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, there there might be some lefties who make it, but it won't be because they're left-handed. Alex Vesey is going to make it because he's been great this year, you know, but it's not going to be because he's left-handed. So yeah, I, I'm really interested to see who gets that last spot, and because you know, they, there's. You can make a case for all six of those guys, and a couple of them you can make a pretty strong case against them. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, just we'll, we'll just put it out there. Like Scherzer goes seven, training goes at eighth, and Kenley goes at ninth, and let's let's go to San Francisco. Like, just make it easy. Yeah. All right, we're gonna come back talk a little bit about some uh, other things from the wild card game. I see we got a couple questions here in the live chat, so maybe we'll address some of those. So make sure to keep it locked on 
Dodgers. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out there. We've told you a bunch of times. Honestly, if you haven't tried it already, I don't know what you're waiting for. I got some Built Bars over here that they just sent us. Um, you know, always taste great. They're, all, they're always... They, they do everything you need, you know. If you're, if you're trying to go healthy, they're good. If you're trying to, you know, put on some weight or, or gain some muscle, they're good for that. They got all the bars. They got 17, 18 grams of protein, calories under 180, 4 to 5 grams sugar, 4 to 5 gram net carbs. And it's basically like having a candy bar, but it's good for you and can help you in whatever you're doing with your life. And they got a bunch of different flavors. And if you don't know which flavor you like because you haven't tried it, you can always get a mix box where you'll get two of every flavor that they have on, on, on tap. And you can try them all out and see which one you like best. Um, most of the ones that I like best are, are rotating flavors. But... I've never had a flavor that I wouldn't have again. So Built Bars, you need to go try them. I don't know what you're waiting for. And you can get 15% off right now. If you go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15. That's 15% off your order right there. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. Back one more time. And just another thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen every day. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us wherever, wherever podcasts are found. And it's free. Where else are you going to get this kind of stuff for free? I don't know. Probably not a lot of places. Nothing in life is free, they say. But, hey, this is as free as it can get uh, in your life. So, we, Jeff, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to get into? I know we, we got a couple questions here that not too, a little bit more general. But anything else that you wanted to touch on or any other roster talk? I feel like position players are just going to sort out itself depending on how many pitches they take. Yeah, I think that's basically it. I The, the only other thing I really want to talk about is how excited I am for – the atmosphere at Dodger Stadium, you know, you, I think you mentioned on Twitter the atmosphere at Fenway Park tonight kind of got you hyped for, to be there at the stadium tomorrow night. You and I are both – I assume you're going to be there. Yeah, we I'll haven't be actually there. talked I'll be about there with it. media credentials, though, so I can't cheer as loud. Just don't hang out in the press box, man. <laughs> yeah, you can cheer as loud as you want. Yeah. But, yeah, it's going to be uh, – it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Dodger Stadium is always a great atmosphere. And uh, for a postseason game like this, something that we Dodger fans have never experienced. We've never experienced a wild card game. You know, we've, we've been to elimination games and we've seen how exciting those are. But that, like the, it's the first game of the postseason and it's an elimination game. It's something we've never experienced. And so I am really excited. I'm going to be there as soon as the gates are open because I want to soak up as much of that Dodger Stadium atmosphere as I can. Yeah, I was doing some research for work earlier, and you know, it, it's one basically the equivalencies of a 162 game season coming down to just one game uh, for your for your for your life is the equivalent of just six minutes in an NFL game. It's equivalent to about 24 minutes in an NBA game, which is half, and then equivalent of two periods, 30 minutes in a NHL game so it's kind of crazy when you break it down that way that you know you have this long old season comes down to one game and yeah it's a little nerve-wracking uh honestly and I've been talking to a lot of people lately and, and I feel more confident in the next series than I do about this particular game just because it is one game we've seen you know Garrett Cole's one of the best pitchers in baseball but he had an off day yesterday and uh, you know, maybe you can probably argue that he's had some off days. I know some Yankee fans are saying that he might be injured, but, you know, things happen in one game. So I am nervous, but I'm actually a little bit more confident than I thought I'd be at this point. I, I feel like the Dodgers are going to get to Wainwright. I feel like it's going to be a great atmosphere, like you mentioned. Um, not an atmosphere that we're used to because 
you know, Game 7 of the World Series was at Dodger Stadium in 2017. So that was the one of the only do-or-die games they've had in recent memory there. A couple Game 5s that they lost, unfortunately. But I don't know. This one just feels different. A one-game wild card uh, right off the bat just, just feels a little different. Yeah, especially going in as the the heavy favorites. It's like that that nervous energy, you know, the nervous excitement because, you know, you, you know the Cardinals come in with well, – we got nothing to lose, you know, just go out there and shock the world, you know, or whatever. And, uh, it's, so it's going to be a nervous energy, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be energy and I'm excited for it. So yeah, you uh, see this question from Frank. I do. Now I say more, but I think I only say more because I think the Dodgers are going to put up at least eight and they'll throw maybe Mitch white in the ninth, in the ninth inning and the Cardinals will get a cheap run. I think the Dodgers are going to win eight to three. Yeah, the Frank's question, by the way, was will the Cardinals score more or less than two runs? And uh, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be, yeah, I, I think if they do score more than two, it will be in garbage time. Uh, I, I think the offense is just going to show up for the Dodgers, and it's not really going to matter how many of the Cardinals score, you know, to, to some extent. It probably won't be like the last time I was at a Dodgers-Cardinals game at Dodger Stadium when the Dodgers scored 11 in the first inning. I do think uh, Adam Wainwright is better than than whoever it was that pitched for the what what's that guy's was name martinez yeah uh, what's his name Mar- carlos was it martinez yeah carlos right yeah. yeah yeah carlos martinez uh so you know but yeah it's uh i'm expecting a dodgers not an easy win but a, a somewhat handy win that where we can enjoy the last couple innings uh without too much stress maybe a little bit of a giant suck chant going on or something or bring on the giants or whatever dodger fans usually just chant for their own team but uh you know I, I might allow it when, when if it is at the point where the Dodgers are about to head to a series against the Giants, you know, may, maybe that's a time when it's okay to have a chant about the Giants. Yeah, that's true. I'm, at, I'm also interested to see how, before we get to this question from Frank, I'm interested to see how the breakdown of the fans is. The Cardinals are usually one of the more represented fan bases at Dodger Stadium. Um, and as we've seen kind of in recent years, obviously different, but as we've seen in recent years, like the NLDS hasn't really gotten the hype from Dodger fans as, as you know, they maybe have grown a little tired of it or, or saving their money for later postseason series. This is a little different with wildcard game, just one game that could be done. So I feel like Dodger fans will show out, but I am in, in interested to see how many Cardinal fans do show up because they are one of the more represented fan bases every year when, when, they, when they come to town. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, Frank asks, what are we eating during the game? Uh, I'm hoping they have stuff in the press box for me, but uh, I know they usually have Dodger dogs and ice cream and stuff. So uh, that's all I'm going to need because I'll probably be too nervous to eat. I'll definitely have my stress M&Ms, though, ready to go. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter or on social media, you know that M&Ms are my go-to for playoff games, peanut M&Ms, uh, just to, you know, because I usually don't eat during games. So if I get nervous, I just have to have a little stink to munch on. So I'll be, I'll be eating stress M&Ms. That's what I'm eating during the game. Yeah, I'm sitting baseline club, and so uh, I'll, I'll be eating whatever, whatever they have serves, in the baseline yeah. club. Yeah, have me a Dodger dog or two, and uh, I don't know. I, I've uh, I try not to go too crazy at, at at these games when I sit baseline club, but uh, you know, try to sample the wares anyway. Uh, yeah, Dodger Stadium is more about uh, the baseball product than the food product, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then the other part too that. Uh, 
you know, I'm sure the, the shadows will get a big mention. Uh, it won't be an ESPN broadcast. It will be a TBS broadcast, which is, I guess, slightly better. There's no A-Rod to have to listen to. Um, we won't be listening anyway, so for us, too, it won't really matter. But um, the other part, too, is that it's not supposed to be that hot tomorrow. It's supposed to be around 70, 75 in that range. So that's a good sign just for the fans to keep the energy up. And just, even for the players, I mean, we've seen, you know, we, we talk – don't want to talk, but you talk about the, that Clayton Kershaw start back back then in, uh, what was it, 2014, game one. Never um, happened. Yeah, so, you know, heat can play a factor. You know, Max Scherzer's used to playing in Washington where it's always hot and humid for the most part, so I don't think it'll be a factor for him. Uh, but just general, keep the guys cool, and, uh, you know, I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, playoff baseball's fun. We've been spoiled as Dodger fans the last nine seasons now that the Dodgers have played in the postseason every single year. You know, there's a lot of people, there's probably people listening to this who don't actually have very solid memories of the last time the Dodgers didn't make the postseason. You know, I mean, there's there's people who uh, weren't old enough to drive yet last time they didn't make the, the postseason and now they have multiple children you know like the the world has changed a lot in the last nine years and one thing that's been constant is the Dodgers in the postseason and you know it's something that I don't take for granted it's something I appreciate and it's something you know especially after last year not being able to go you and I did end up both going to World Series games in Texas uh, but but having the Dodgers in the postseason and us not able to go you know, I think it maybe made us appreciate it a little bit more. And that's something we haven't actually touched on on the, on the show that is worth a mention. The Dodgers ended up with over 2.8 million fans in attendance this year, uh, averaged close to 48,000 a game once the stadium opened up. It's, I mean, Dodger fans have been excited this year. The Dodgers rewarded them with a great on-field product. It was a great season. And hopefully what we're going to see tomorrow is the Dodgers kicking off this postseason run with uh, you know they they had to win 13 games last year to to win the World Series this year they're going to have to win 12 to do it and you know they they can do that and hopefully they kick it off in a way that kind of shows the world look we we showed up we mean business and uh, watch out Giants because uh, regular season's over and, and this is Dodger time yeah the one other question I have and, and more of a discussion here is so the Dodgers didn't really celebrate anything this year because when they clinched a postseason spot they were you know it was a couple weeks away from the season of the season ending uh they did have a, a small champagne toast that they said for the new guys but you know they didn't get to celebrate a division title they didn't really get to celebrate the postseason birth because they were in the thick of a division race so how do you think the dodgers handle it if they win the wild card game is it going to be you know some big show party is going to be a little bit more reserved or i mean in the end it doesn't matter but i am interested to see how they're going to handle it yeah i expect it'll be somewhat reserved uh i i think i think it'll be more than what we saw when they clinched the wild card spot because this is really you know you want a, a you moved on to the next round of the postseason so there will be celebration um but i think that I, I think everybody in the locker room kind of understands that this team, the expectations are are a little bit more. And so I, I think they will celebrate and I think they should celebrate. Uh, but I think they'll probably it will be tempered a little bit with perspective of this is the first of hopefully four steps in defending our World Series championship. 
you know, and going up against the Giants. I think I think when they beat the Giants in the division series, I think that's when we're going to see a somewhat big celebration because that's, you know, it's your rivals. It's the team you, you lost the division to, you know, all those things. Everything about that series is going to be a huge deal. And so uh, I think we'll see a bigger celebration then. But I do think it's important. I think Dave Roberts will make sure that they do celebrate at least somewhat when they win tomorrow night. Yeah, I think since they didn't get to celebrate really during the season, I think if they win tomorrow, it'll be, you know, like I said, not too crazy, but I think they will get after it a little bit. Um, I think, you know, I'm really interested in seeing Alex Vesia on, on champagne and beer. I want to see how, how he is. Uh, but everyone else, we, we kind of already know, but that's the one guy I do want to see uh, after a few celebratory drinks. But uh, Maybe yeah. they can fly, fly in Tim LaCastro, just take off his shirt, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, Jeff, uh, that's all we had on top for today. Unless you have anything else you want to add before we get out of here. No, I'd love to hear from, from you guys, uh, listeners, people who are watching us live, people watching it later, people listening later. Uh, you know, we could do these live more often once in a while. You know, it's, uh, it's, it, it kind of goes back and forth, you know, about whether it's, if this is what you guys enjoy. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on if you enjoy us doing it live or if you'd rather just watch and listen every morning as your first listen of the day like you do every weekday morning because that's how often we come to you. Yeah, we want to thank you and yeah, give us that feedback. You can give us that feedback on social media, Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnDodgers. You can send it to Jeff if you want on Twitter at Snydog. You can send it to me if you want on Twitter at Vince Samperio. You can also leave us a voicemail or send us a text at 323-863-5625. Or you can always send us an email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every day. And make sure your second listen is Locked On MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan. But please call him Sully. He brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's also free and it's also available on all platforms. Uh, Just want to remind you that you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.